Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And no, we're not experts. We're just two friends who like like to to talk talk a lot about serums. I fucked that up. Oh, I skipped the a lot. I mean, it's just that we do like to talk about them a lot. And also cleansers. Uh We were just having a pre-pod conversation about cleansers. We sure were. You know, I was searching for a holy grail cleanser to replace my CeraVe as previously discussed. And I let you down with my recommendation. I don't blame you. I don't know why I'm taking it personally. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. You really shouldn't. too much. Um, It just wasn't for me. It just was not for me, which Which, is fine. And I gave, I gave it to you, which is what this whole journey is about. Exactly. So I was like, I'm on a mission to find the perfect shower face cleanser. And I may have found it. Really? Yes. It is the Hamish all clean green foam cleanser, which costs $12. Great price. Great price. It's 
it, it doesn't leave my skin feeling tight. It doesn't leave my skin feeling dry. It really, it's like a good morning wake up cleanser. But here's the other thing that I've been thinking about. Apparently, unless you have like very oily skin, you don't even really have to wash your face in the morning. You can just kind of rinse it off with water. Or use like a micellaire. Yeah. A little wipe of that stuff. Yeah. So I've been experimenting with some days I'm just rinsing. Some days I'm using the cleanser. You know, I'm really in an experimenting phase. That's very minimalistic of you. Thank you. I like that. So you're, there are some days, so if you don't use cleanser, you just wash with water. Yeah, and, just splash some water in the shower. And then do you do the rest of your things? Like you would put on your, your CoQ10 serum, you would yes, put on I would put on moisturizer, my, my moisturizer and, and sunscreen. I'm also, I've also been experimenting with um, my moisturizer and sunscreen. I'm going to tell you. I had been using the COSRX um, Aloe SPF 50 plus, 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 plus stuff, which I still really like, but it is thick. Okay. And so what I've been kind of messing around with is putting on a layer of the Tata Harper moisturizer, which I love, which I love. Oh, right. Isn't that stuff a milky heaven? I love it. I've been meaning to tell you. I love it. It smells so good. I feel like I'm in the spa every time I put it on and it goes on so smoothly. But I only have this tiny bottle of it because I got it from that Sephora kit. So now I'm like panicked that when I go to buy the actual thing, I'm going to have such sticker shock. You are. And God damn it, Tata Harper, if I ever meet you, (laughs) I'm going to hug you and curse you out. So I've been putting that on. And then over that, I've been putting on the Misha... Um, sun milk sunscreen, which is also SPF 50, but it's not as moisturizing. It's much more, it's a much thinner moisturizer. I mean, yeah, it's a much, much thinner sunscreen than the COSRX. So the layers of that have been serving me pretty well. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm out of the COSRX now. I'm going to try this stuff for a little while, but I will soon run out of the Tata Harper. And then I'm really going to have to make a decision. You are. You're going to have gonna to, come to a crossroads. confront a lot of things. Yes, exactly. It's, it's so frustrating. I hate that when you try a sample and you're I like, this is know. great. Going to buy the full size. And then and it's five million dollars. Uh, that happened to me with the Aesop body uh, lotion, which I got a sample of at a book festival. And I was like, this stuff is great. And then I went to buy some. And it was like ninety eight dollars. That is not right. <laughs> no. So instead, I got this huge thing of Alba Botanica, very emollient body lotion, which costs seven fifty at Target. You know, I have the that's like the big jug of the white lotion. Yes. I also have it and it has 15 SPF, which I think is really great. Oh, mine doesn't. Well, I specifically sought out the oh. SPF because, you know, I'm trying to protect my, my skin. Yeah, sure. Um, but I find that that lotion's very heavy. And so See, I, I like a heavy it. lotion. Okay. As you know, I had eczema as a kid and my, I'm still kind of sensitive to that, especially on my legs Mm. and on, um, on my lower back. I know that's that area. That spot that's kind of like on your side. Yep. It's like a round supple piece of your body. Yeah. And that was a spot that I used to always get, it used to always get red and irritated. And so I do try to put a a relatively thick lotion on it and I get the unscented, I, I got the unscented version. I've been very happy with it. So my journey to becoming paraben free is going pretty well. That's, I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited for you. Thank you, Kate. Can I give two products that I've just started using that I yes, really like? Yes, please. Just since we're just kind of sharing. Yeah. Okay. I 
started doing an oil cleanser at night before my main cleanser when yes. I put makeup on. And I've worked through the double cleanse, the dubs cleanse. Sure. And I've worked through two different um, brands. I tried Bain, B-A-I-N. And I okay. tried, and then after that, I tried the Hamish. Yep. But I have found one that I like even more than both of those. <gasps> and I got it at our old hangout Sephoris. Uh-huh. I'm going to start talking in a very annoying way. I don't know why. Why did I do that? But it, that's, you know, that's what I feel like calling it today. Um, I had to order it. They don't have it in the store. It's Ooh. by a, a brand called Pharmacy. And this is the first time I've ever tried their product. Okay. I had it marked in my Sephora app to, mm. to buy next when I ran out mm-hmm. of my current oil cleansers. And this is called Green Clean Makeup Meltaway Cleansing Balm. And according to Sephora's website, it was a Best of Beauty Allure Award winner in 2017. And it has over 27,000 hearts, which means people have marked it at 448 reviews. And it's about like four and three quarter stars. And you've used it. And I love it. Oh, Um, it's very light. I love the scent. It gets everything off. But I was having problems with the um, previous one I was using because it was irritating my eyes. Oh, And this does not. And and that's really important because I'm rubbing it all over. Yeah, sure. So I just want to give a little um, recommendation if you're on the hunt for a really good oil cleanser. A little goes a long way. How much does it cost? It's $34, which is on the higher end of what I've sure. paid for this kind of thing. Um, but I really, really like it. Great. I'm really excited that I went for it and bought it. I'm happy for you. And again, on Sephora, you can always return products that don't work for yes. you. So I feel like it's okay to take the risk. Totally. Um, I also recently bought new deodorant at my favorite home away from home, Costco. Yes. You know, you put this on our Instagram stories yes. and it was People had a lot to say about it. People love Costco and they love this deodorant. And I wanted to give it a shout out because the price was really good and I've been wearing it for the past couple of days and I love the smell. You don't smell bad. No, I smell probably like rose and vanilla because it's the Schmitz rose and vanilla deodorant. Rose and vanilla sounds nice. I got three deodorants for $13.99. What? And that was also, I looked and compared at Sephora, uh, not Sephora, excuse me, Costco. Mm -hmm. And that was the price of three secret, you know, antiperspirant deodorants. You're not paying a premium for natural stuff. No, no. And if, you know, 14 divided by three is is not a lot of money per deodorant. It's less than $5. I was thrilled. Also, because I've been forking over a lot of money for the current natural deodorant I wear. And I just want to say to that deodorant, no more. No more. I've moved You're on. gone. Deodorant. And also I do think when you wear the same kind of deodorant um, for a long extended period of time, your body kind of like figures out the scent. Like it overpowers yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm happy to kind of try something new. But this Schmitz Rose and Vanilla, if you like the scent of rose, it's really light and really nice. That is a really good tip. Yeah. And Thank again, you. Costco for all your beauty needs. I'm such a brand ambassador of Costco and they pay their employees really well. It's a great company to support. I haven't had any red flags come up when I do research on it. Great. Anyway, shout out to Costco. Shout out to Costco. And, and of course, shout out to all the people who have reached out to us. Yes. Emailed us. We love you. Listened. Yes. Listened. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening. Oh, it, it really, it's really, uh, encouraging. 
it does boost my confidence. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Feel good about myself. Um, so we alluded to this last episode. We are not quite ready to announce uh what is gonna happen. Um, but we are planning some exciting stuff about getting more of your reader requests. Of your reader requests, I mean, listener requests, listener requests, yeah, <laughs> listener requests um, into the show, and we are reading all the emails and the Instagram messages, and paying very close attention to the Facebook group, and uh, we're on it. We're listening. We're listening. So stay tuned. Um, we also are launching a newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website, forever35podcast.com, which will go out monthly. And it'll be kind of a greatest hits of the last month of the pod um, with some bonus content, product reviews, etc. So just go to the website. You'll get a pop-up and you can sign up for the newsletter. And come hang out with us on Facebook in our Facebook group. It's www.facebook.com slash groups slash forever 35 podcast. And it's really fun. It's so fun. People just are chatting all day. All day. And we have an offshoot group now for swapping products and selling products too that you don't want. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun. And also, if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. And, you know, if you could just tell a friend... It, it that that would be that would be stupendous. Tell a stranger. Oh, get real awkward yeah. and weird, and just go up to somebody. That's a dare. I dare you. <laughs> I'm also the least. Uh, I would be so pe- uh, petrified to approach a stranger about oh anything, God. much less a random podcast totally. recommendation. Especially, I was just thinking, like, what if we made up flyers and handed them out, and people would think we were like Scientologists. <laughs> That's a very LA specific exactly. experience. Trying to like recruit them. Um, anyway, and just a reminder that all the products we talk about are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Dory. Kate. We have had uh, a few listeners reach out and ask to talk about clothes. We have and clothing care and also your Instagram slow clothes movement. Yes. So we want to kind of focus this episode about that, about Great. purging. Yeah. I'm about psyched to talk about more this stuff. Um, sustainable, conscious, conscientious yeah. clothing lines. Yep. About how to buy secondhand stuff online. Yep. And about how to do it without losing all your money. And your mind. And your mind. <laughs> Two important things. Yeah. Um, but but take us take us back to when you started purging your closet. Because this was something you maybe started, what, about six months ago? Um, yes. I think it was, it really got going in earnest in August. So yeah, just about six months ago. Um, I, you know, I'd been trying, all last year, I'd sort of half-heartedly been trying to buy more sustainably and ethically and just buying less. And it was like kind of working and kind of not. And like one day I just looked in my closet and I was like, wow, I have a lot of clothes that I never wear for various reasons. Either I don't think they look good on me. I don't like the style. Like I just don't wear them. And I got kind of like grossed out you know, at your consumerism and my consumerism and just at the, at the sheer amount of stuff that yeah. I had. And I was like, Oh, I need to do something about this. And the other thing was that I realized that my style had changed 
and that the, you know, I had had kind of a uniform previously of like a silk shirt and skinny jeans, you know, and ankle boots. And like, it was great. It looked good. But, you know, I got to a point where I was like, skinny jeans are kind of uncomfortable. They are. And they are uncomfortable. I don't think I want to really wear them that much anymore. And like all my jeans were skinny jeans. And, and I was like, and silk shirts, I am always staining them. And then I have to take them to be dry cleaned. And so it's like, every time I wear a shirt, it's like, whatever, $8 or something, you know? (laughs) And even, um, the fake silk material, like every shirt I've ever owned from H and M is kind of that fake. I don't know what synthetic yeah, material like it is. It's like rayon or viscose. Yeah, or, but that still has to be dry cleaned. Yeah. So I, I'd end up with a lot of dry clean only stuff. Um, and I was just kind of dissatisfied. And so <clears throat> I went through my whole closet and I, I, set aside a bunch of stuff that I was going to get rid of. And I started purging. Um, and I sold a lot of the stuff on Instagram and I sold some stuff on Poshmark and I sold some stuff on eBay. And I would say since then, that was like the, the first main big purge. I've been like periodically getting rid of stuff. Um, almost every week. Yeah. I'm impressed one by how much you, you have to get rid of. I know. But also that you've been consistent about it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it is going hand in hand with trying to buy less. Um, and believe it or not, no, <laughs> um, I, I get it. you know, and so, and, and buying less means buying things that you are actually going to wear. I know that's so hard. So I started slow clothes movement, which is on Instagram, just at slow clothes movement, um, to kind of to hold myself accountable, um, to buy more ethically and sustainably and secondhand. And then also to create a little bit of a community around this stuff and education. And, you know, I think people are getting more interested in this stuff and I'm still learning a ton. And, um, I kind of wanted to have like my own resource (laughs) for it. So, um, if you're interested in that, you can follow me there. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of the genesis of it. And I like what you have suggested that there are two methods. Yes. And they both are hard. Yes. To getting rid of two methods to purge. To purging. And I've done both. I, I, you know, I can't necessarily recommend one over the other. You have to just kind of feel out how you're feeling. One is what I call the rip the bandaid off method, which is like kind of what I just described what I did in August. Like you basically have to take every item of clothing you own out of your closet. This is, this is something I learned from a professional organizer when you're organizing like your stuff. That's what you do. You take everything out and you decide whether you're going to keep it. And that's what you do with clothes and shoes. You take everything out and you know, there's some stuff that you automatically know you're going to keep and you can kind of set those aside, but then everything else you try it on and which is a tedious, which task. is tedious. It like takes so long and you try it on. You're like, do I like this? Do I wear this? Am I going to wear it? Like, does this suit my lifestyle? And you have to be ruthless. Like that thing that you, that shirt that you have, like sentimental feels like you have sentimental value or, Oh, the hardest thing for me is like, Oh, this was expensive. Oh, that's, that's torture for me too. It's so hard. You're like, Oh, I paid a lot for this. So I can't get rid of it. And meanwhile, it's been like sitting in your closet for two years and you haven't worn it. And so that is the rip the bandaid off method. And when, when I do that, I put 
clothes into different categories. One category is clothes I'm going to try to sell. And those are often clothes that are in better condition, clothes that were expensive or from like desirable brands. Um, and then clothes that for whatever reason, I don't think I can sell or, you know, like it's hard to sell like old Navy because it was already so cheap. Sure. Um, and those I donate, I don't love donating because I think that there's and there's all kinds of stuff you can read about this, but often donated clothes end up in landfills. And so it's not the most environmentally sound practice. Um, certainly some do get sold to people who need clothes, but a lot of them don't. Um, some I will try to give away. And then some that are sort of like beyond hope, I will just actually throw out. Yeah. Um, but I did ask about this once on slow clothes movement and people had some suggestions of what to do with clothes that were too damaged to donate. And one person said that she makes dog beds oh, that's and so cool. stuffs them with like clothes that are too damaged. So like I, that is kind of my next, my next level is not throwing any, not throwing out any, I want to get to a point where I'm not throwing out any clothes that I'm actually like reusing and recycling in some productive way. I am not quite there yet, but I'm like, I'm working towards that. Um, oh, and then the slow oh, method. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Go. That takes much longer because that is when you're like, okay, I'm going to see what I wear over a course of six months or nine months or a year. Now, if you live in a place with a different climate, you kind of have to do it over a year because it's not fair to say like, oh, well, I didn't wear this pair of shorts when it, you right. do it in the winter. Right. So you basically just turn all your hangers around. Oh. And then every time you wear something, you turn the hanger back. And so then at the end of the allotted period, you can very easily see what you wore and you can do the same with shoes. Like if you have your shoes in a shoe rack, you can turn them oh, one way. I like that. Um, so I've done that method as well. Uh, and that method, that method is great. It just takes longer. Sure. Um, so I suggest either of those. I can say too, in my own experience, I did a big purge of clothing this year. And for anyone listening who has had, children and whose or whose body has physically changed in other ways yeah. but there is a lot of holding on to clothes from before I had kids yeah and convincing myself that one day yep. the jeans I was wearing in 2009 were gonna yep. fit again yeah and I had that's a really hard psychological hurdle to get over it fucking sucks yeah it's super and it can I can still be a, confident and comfortable in my body now totally. and still also stare at the things I wore. I think there's also remembering a time when your life was a little bit different yes. and possibly like in my case, more carefree or whatever. Totally. Like I was younger. So there's a, you kind of want to go back to the person you were not really, but uh, like, yeah, it's like, I want to taste a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want, totally. I'm not trying to rewind my life, right. but I do want to want to fit back into those jeans I bought. Um, and I finally had to get rid of all of it. Yeah. And, and also I got rid of sentimental things like I, my mom's stuff. Some of my mom's yeah, things. And you wrote a beautiful essay about that. I did. You can find it on buzzfeed.com. Yeah. Um, because that was really hard and I, that must have been so hard. I was on my, I had a bunch of my mom's pajamas and they were 
just like collecting dust. I didn't mm. wear them. They were stretched out, musty smelling, and they kind of just reminded me of the fact that my mom was dead. Yeah. And it wasn't sparking joy. Right. But then I got rid of them and then I felt really sad about it. Now I kind of feel okay and I like having the extra room in my closet. Right. And my closet's much more, you know, I used to go into it and feel overwhelmed by the clutter and yeah, it's much, I need to do another kind of repurge. I do think that if you're doing the rip the bandaid off method, you don't have to hire a professional organizer, but if you have a friend who can come over and help you, I think that is really helpful just yes. to have another set of eyes Yes, and to kind of like convince you that you don't need to keep that sweater, you know? And also there's the other stuff. Like I hoard scarves, mm. bags, winter clothes, totally. which we don't need here totally. living in California. I mean, it, it was, it was just bins and bins of stuff yes. I collected since high school. Yes. So the thing that I always think that I, that I try to think about when I'm purging is that clothes are a sunk cost. You've already spent the money. That money is gone. Oh. <laughs> you're not getting it back. Okay. And so if you're not wearing these clothes, they are literally of no value to you. Oh. And I realize that, that sounds harsh. No, it's good to hear. But you have to, I find that I have to think that way. Like, oh, there was a moment when I spent $150 on this dress and I feel I have like complex guilt feelings about probably spending that money and buying a dress that didn't flatter me and then not wearing it for two years. But like, I can't get that $150 back. That $150 is gone. gone. So there's such a guilt feeling. I have a sweater hanging in my closet right now. That is the, but it it was expensive. So I still have it. I like yeah. can't bring myself to, to totally. get rid of it. Even though I don't wear it, it doesn't fit right. Yeah. So one thing that helps me a little bit with this is trying to sell clothes. Yeah. Because even though you almost never will get back what you spent. And it is funny, like a lot of times you'll see people trying to sell clothes for like close to what they paid and they don't understand that the secondhand economy is totally different. It's like, no one cares that you spent $200 on that shirt if no one wants it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I see that. I love buying clothes and shoes on Poshmark. Yes. And I see that, that even if it is brand new out of the box, you're something, not going to get. Right. Yeah. And some things do keep their value, but a lot of things don't. Yeah. Um, and so, but I find that it kind of like makes it, it, it assuages a little bit of my guilt in terms of the money sure. to try to recoup some of it, even though it's gone. Yeah. And so I have had great success selling on Instagram um, in part because I do have a, a like a pretty substantial, I don't have like a huge Instagram following, but I have enough of a following that like enough people will see my post and presumably someone will be interested in it. Um, so I've had good luck selling on Instagram. There's also a, um, an Instagram account called Noisaf Bazaar. I have no idea how to pronounce it. I don't either. Well, it's just fashion spelled backwards. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was some fancy word. No, it's fashion spelled backwards. So it's it's fashion spelled backwards dot bazaar, B-A-Z-A-A-R. Um, and they sell, you can, you can sell stuff through them. You submit it to them. Um, and then you pay them a listing fee of $2.80 if you sell it. 
um, which, you know, Poshmark takes 20% and eBay takes like 10%. So economically, it's a lot better to sell on there. And I've sold some stuff on there. And the clothes so, on there are really cute. Yeah, their clothes are really cute. Um, they look mostly, like they belong to like a like a cool character in an indie movie. Totally. They say no, you know, they don't sell fast fashion. You're not going to find used like Zara on there usually. Um, but it's a good place to sell and it's also a good place to buy. Um, and then, yeah, so I will sell on there. I've sold on Poshmark. I've sold on eBay. Um, I've sold a few things on Tradesy, although I don't think anyone is really using that site anymore. Um, so yes, I've sold to friends. I also, um, I am not a fan of clothing swaps. Yeah, why? Because I feel like it is another opportunity for you to end up with stuff that you don't actually want. Which you're right, because that's happened to me. Yes. I go and I'm like, this is a free. Totally. And then I get things that I'm like, I go home and I'm like, why did I, why did I do this? Yeah. So I, I, I say beware of clothing swaps. Um, I mean, one thing that you could do is drop a bag of clothes off at a clothing yeah. swap. Um, of course, then that like leaves the person in charge of the clothing swap responsible for them if no one takes them. Um, but I, you know, everyone's always like, do a clothing swap. And I'm always like, mm, but the point is to get rid of stuff, not to like trade stuff in for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess I guess I could see the value if that's like your only way of like if if you're doing a whole wardrobe reconception. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've also um, I sold a big bag of stuff to thread up. Yeah. Which is makes it so easy for you. They send you the donation bag. Yes. You just stuff it and, and they send select what goes on their site. And yeah. I actually I thought I wasn't going to make I, I, any money from it. And I was just kind of doing it to do it. But it's been kind of. Great. And I, I think I don't, I should have this confirmed before this conversation, but I believe I can use the money that I make back from them on their site. You can. Which I plan on using, especially for kids' clothes. Yes. Because this is... I've seen a lot of new with tag stuff on ThreadUp. It, I, I gave some new with tag stuff that, that um, my kids had outgrown. And, and kids' clothes, you go through stuff so fast. It's hard to find stuff like Target, Old right. Navy. All these places make really cute, really cheap kids' clothes. Yep. But if you are trying to be um, a, a little bit more aware about where clothes come from, yes. um, or you want to just buy secondhand so you're not adding to clothing waste, yeah. it's a great, thread up is great for children's clothes. Yeah, I've like, heard that from a lot of tons people. Tons of cool J. Crew kids' clothes, mm, which, which are I, expensive. Yeah, I would never buy at the Crew Cut store. Totally. Gap. I mean, there's just great. And then this, and then Target and Old Navy stuff on there too, just much cheaper. So parents, That's awesome. So before we go on to how to buy new clothes, um, I think we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. Great. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. 
And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever 35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And What I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? No, no, I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank (laughs) you. you, Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not going back. You see how it could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, Our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay, we're back. So I love your idea of figuring out your uniform because this is something I've spent the last year trying to do it's hard it's it's hard and for someone who doesn't feel like they're quote unquote good at fashion yeah you can kind of know what you want to look like but have no idea how to execute it totally and so then you just end up with a bunch of stuff that doesn't feel like you. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of, of the segment, it's especially hard, I think, when you're around our age and you feel like the stuff that you wore and you're certainly in your 20s, but even in your early 30s, just doesn't feel like you anymore. Like you've you've entered a different phase and it's like, wait, what do I wear? I can vividly remember my mother Starting to get very into Eileen Fisher, mm-hmm. Chico's, yep. Jay Jill, yep. and Garnet Hill. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell is she doing wearing all these flowy linen yeah. things? And now, as I approach 40 in a couple years, that's all I want. Yeah. Give me all the flow. I mean, what's funny, though, is that this look has also 
be been adopted by like people in their 20s. Yes, it's now cool <laughs> it's to cool wear to amorphous wear, right, shapes. Over oversized clothes. Yeah. Um, but that was no, that was a big thing for me. And you know, I don't think that my style like changed radically. It just kind of modified a little bit. I feel the same way about so myself. I'm wearing like slim cut pants and jeans. They're just not skinny jeans. They're not like painted on, but they're still flattering. Like I have, I'm an apple shaped person. Okay. So my, like my, I have a thicker waist and narrower hips and skinny legs, but a big chest. And that's apple. That is I'm apple. I'm trying to think of what fruit I am. I would say like a pineapple. Oh, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it's I've also, never thought so, about I also it. hate like calling your body a fruit. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when I say apple shape, like people are like, oh yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, so a, a thinner cut pant looks good on me. Like wide cut stuff generally doesn't look good on me. I can't wear like a billowy skirt, for example. Like a long flowing maxi skirt. I don't love those, but I'm talking about the ones that are like sort of high waisted. I know what you mean. Yeah. And kind of billow out because my waist is too thick in proportion for those skirts. It's too thick in proportion to my hips. So the waist is always way too tight, but then it's like huge in the hips and it just looks terrible. Can I also say one thing that is, has been irritating to me my whole life and remains irritating Yes, is looking and it's, this is starting to change, I think, but looking at clothes that I like modeled on stick thin models yes because the things that look good on very lean humans aren't gonna work on my shape and and then i get really disappointed when they don't and so uh, and i i you i have started to see clothing lines use all different bodies starting to not it's not that all different but you know not just a size two but that can be so frustrating really frustrating you know it's like oh look at this sack dress this looks great on this model right she weighs like three pounds yeah and then i get it and i look like a a woman in a sack right so yeah so that's hard um but you know i think when you sort of figure out your your uniform then you can start becoming more mindful of what you buy because you don't have to look the same every day, but it's like you do kind of have an aesthetic. And what I found really helpful when I was kind of transitioning um, was starting a Pinterest board. Yes, totally. That I called like new looks. (laughs) (laughs) The new me. Yeah. I mean, it was a private board. Um, (laughs) I have so many private boards. (laughs) So that was really helpful because I could just like put things on there that I liked that were my aesthetic. And then I also, one thing that's really important, I think is to think about things and to just be more mindful about what you're buying to really cut down on the impulse shopping, which was really hard for me, both online and, you know, IRL. Well, I've noticed about myself that the same way I emotionally eat, yes. I like stress shop and emotional shop. Totally. And Before my book came out, I was, I bought so much shit. I mean, same. I, probably the reason we even started this podcast is because I was anxiety buying skincare before my book came out. Yeah. I was like, do you want to talk about yeah. all the stuff <laughs> that I'm hoarding? <laughs> Dory, can I also say one thing about style yeah. that I feel like I'm, I'm really trying to work on is buying clothes, not because they look good and not thinking clothes need to look good, but be thinking that they need to feel good. Mm. Does this feel good on my body? Yes. It's really cliche to say when you feel good, you look good. But I, I have really come to know that that is true. I feel so much more comfortable and better in my skin when the things that I'm wearing feel right on my body. Yes, and I I'm agree. Not trying to wear 
you know, like a, you know, like when I was in college and I wanted to wear like halter tops and tube tops and, and yeah. strapless things, but I had boobs. So I would cut the top off of control, control pant, uh, control tights. What's the thing I'm looking for? Oh, control top pantyhose. Yeah. And I would use that as a strapless bra. Oh. And I also have duct taped my duct taped ah. things to my skin to try to make my boobs smaller. Oh, that sounds painful. It was, a, you know, 1920 were weird years yeah. for me. For everyone, I think. That's true. But we all, you know, there's that feeling of trying to wear the things that look good on other people. Totally. And they might not feel good on Totally. Them. Anyway. So I think, you know, I'm trying to buy less. And so part of that is acknowledging not everything looks good on me. And like some things that I think are so like great looking like oversized <laughs> sweaters just overwhelm me yeah. and um I end up selling them to Kate because I she's like take, five inches taller I take than me. All Dory's. <laughs> she buys these cool Canadian sweaters and I and I got it which didn't work for her and let me tell you it's the nicest sweater it's I own so nice and I was like I don't think this is quite right on me. And then as soon as Kate put it on, I was like, oh, that's how it's supposed to look. <laughs> I mean, I'm five foot ten. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it it will fit better. It's so annoying. That's yeah. what's so annoying about clothes. Yeah. So, you know, <sighs> and, and the other thing is I am trying to buy trying to only buy stuff from ethical or sustainable brands or to buy secondhand because the way that clothes are made and the way that clothes are disposed of, I think is really problematic. Um, and so that's something I've been trying to do. I've been like mostly successful. Well, you know, a lot of those brands are the price tags are steep. Yes. I found cause I, I covet them, but they're expensive. So I look for them secondhand. Totally. Cause I, you know, it's, you can save yourself a few bucks. Yeah, of and, course. And then, and but you know I have but not I will, broken my Madewell habit. A thing that I will also do sometimes is I will sell a bunch of clothes like in a weekend, and get like let's say two hundred fifty dollars for selling like ten things, and then I'll take that two hundred fifty dollars and buy like one or two things. That's great from a sustainable line. I love that. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about? caring for clothes this was a question yes. somebody had which i am so grateful for because i have shrunk so many things yeah so i i will preface this by saying that for me this is still kind of a work in progress but i can tell you like what i've picked up okay and what and kind of what i do one thing that i do now is i avoid dry clean only clothes um because it's i mean like i said before i was wearing these shirts and I would, I would stain them like every time I wore them and silk is so delicate. Also, it shows everything and I would end up having to dry clean stuff like every time I wore it, which is like bad for the environment. It's expensive. And then also you're taking them to the dry cleaner and I would, I would collect my stuff in a bag to take to the dry cleaner. So a shirt would be out of commission for like six weeks. Totally. And yeah, like, it just sits there in your it just sits bus, there. Like, basket and you want to, you know, I, I try to think about cost per wear. Like I want to get a lot out of my clothes. And so if a shirt is sitting in your bag to take to the dry cleaner for six weeks, that's totally useless. So I'm really trying to avoid dry clean only clothes. Um, if you do have dry clean only clothes, you, you, 
can wash a lot of them you can wash at home in a mesh bag um that you can get i've seen them at like the container store you can get them on amazon um with a delicate laundry detergent the laundress makes a really nice one but um, it's like woolite also a delicate laundry detergent? yeah so okay. when you hand wash and i hand wash stuff in woolite I think Woolite's great. Um, the laundress on their website also has a good guide for how to wash, dry, clean, only clothes at home and how to test your clothes to see if they are able to be washed um, at home. Because there are going to be some dry, clean, only clothes that you can't wash at home. Um, I also have to say, wash your clothes less. Yeah. Like, I don't wash my clothes that much. I don't either. I don't wash any jeans. I don't wash my jeans. I wash my underwear. I don't. I just skip everything now. <laughs> um, no, I do. I do wash those. But I've even started wearing socks twice. Yeah, why not? Like, unless they stink or, yeah. or gross. Yeah, and shirts I will wear, like, unless I stain them um, or they really stink, I will wear them, like, five or more times. Um, like, um, basically, unless stuff gets really dirty or smells bad... I will keep wearing it and not wash it. So if you look in my laundry basket, you will see underwear. You'll see a couple of pairs of socks. You might see some workout clothes that I've like, I also don't wash workout clothes every no, time I, I wear either. them. So you might see like something that was like disgusting. But other than that, like there's not a ton in there. Just hang it right back up. Just hang it right back up. So that, that is really important. Um, one thing that I don't do yet, but I feel like this is like my next, my next step is to start air drying my clothes, which is very, is easier to do here in Southern California. Yes, for sure. Because we have air dry weather. Yes. And I don't expect people in Minnesota. No. Be, and also yeah. like if you live in New York and you don't or anywhere else and you don't have laundry in your home and you're going to the laundromat it's not really practical to like lug home <laughs> like a thing a bag full of wet clothes and then hang them up in your apartment right. so you know if it's possible i think it's it's really good to air dry your clothes so i'm i'm going to start trying to do that um so yeah so those those are some things that i think are just the avoiding buying dry clean only clothes and washing your clothes less, I think are two things that everyone can start doing immediately that really do make a difference. That sounds great. It saves yourself some money, save yourself some money. It saves it the environment, it saves the environment, saving the environment. And also like your clothes last longer when yeah. you don't wash them as much. So it's all, it's all good. And you're less likely to like start shrinking stuff because you're just not washing it. As Which much. is all I do. I bought like four viscous tanks, and yeah. then I shrunk them all the Ooh. first time. It uh. was a, it, but that was my own fault. I just didn't read. I didn't. And I'm lazy. I hate the idea that I can't put something in the dryer. I get confused. Right. Well, it's like, it's also annoying. So, you know, that's why I'm saying like, try to simplify as much as possible. If you, you know, before you buy the thing, read the laundry tag. If it says hand wash and lay flat to dry and you're like, I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to end up throwing it in my laundry basket and washing it and shrinking it, then don't buy it, you know? So it like, it all kind of starts, I think it all kind of starts early. So those are all my tips. Um, good tips. Let us know if you have other tips. I hope to do kind of a separate post on our website about this stuff. Um, with I, like more resources and also links to um, ethical clothing designers. That's what I was going to ask for yeah. is who do I know who who to buy yeah 
and and who to avoid. Yes. Um, so I my plan is by the time this episode comes out, there will be a separate post on the website just all about this stuff. And I'd love to hear from you guys as well about what you're doing to kind of buy less and purge your closets and buy more ethically and sustainably and take care of your clothes and all that stuff. Cool. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Oh, thank you for letting me. Dory, I think it's time to hear from our guest. It sure is. Kulap Velisak is our guest today. Yay. She's so cool. She's so great. Here's here's Kulap. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So our guest today is Kulap Vilaisak. Welcome, Kulap. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming on. Um, I'm just going to read your bio here so oh, everyone knows boy. who you are. I know this is always the most embarrassing part of the podcast for every guest. They're like, oh. It's God. like a positive slam book entry. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm going to love it. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Kulop was born in Washington, D.C. and raised in Egan, Minnesota, and she currently resides in Los Angeles with her husband, Scott, and her dog, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia Michaela. Yes, for George Michael. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. A great do you use the full name when you when you call when you say do you say George and Michaela come or do you? No, I feel like that is like ridiculous. That's a lot. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just um, Georgia. Sometimes Gigi. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, so Kulop also co-hosts the podcast Who Charted with her longtime friend Howard Kramer, and she is currently in post-production of her debut documentary Origin Story. Although you finished completed, it. You've, you've completed it, but just completed, just completed. Okay, so I'm not like that behind. Um, which features a road trip into her complicated past. Yeah, dun dun dun. She was also the creator and showrunner of the comedy show Bajillion Dollar Properties, which was on CISO. R.I.P. So good. Thank you. And she has also been on many shows that you have watched, including The Office, Parks and Rec, Happy Endings, Bob's Burgers, Sarah Silverman Program, Reno 911. Recurring roles on Children's Hospital and Comedy Bang Bang, and she has been on uh, the in the movies I Love You Man and Welcome to Me, starring Kristen Kristen Wiig. Yeah, yeah, all of those oh, things, man. <laughs> I know that's all required viewing. Yes, by the way, literally, that, that was just like a list of every show I've ever loved. I feel like you've curated like a very good Ooh. resume. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> An artisanal career, yeah. um, exactly. It's like a cheese plate of delicious Nicely shows and movies. Done. I love cheese. <laughs> So do we. You're in good company. Oh, great, yeah, great. Exactly. Um, so, Kulap, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're very happy to have you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um, so, we always start off by asking our guests about one of their self-care routines. Look, I have a lot. Okay. I wonder if you guys... We can handle I'm it. I'm a Taurus. I... Me too. Okay, yes. I get so, you. I like food. I love drink. I love yes. sex. I love comfort. Earth so, delights. Thank you. A spa treatment? Okay. <laughs> An extensive skincare r- routine? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do I not do it? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> of why? I'm stubborn. Because <laughs> you're a Taurus. Yes, guys. I feel you. I'm, I'm about that therapy life. I'm about um, astrology. Uh, I had yeah. a Israeli lady yell at me to breathe when I Rahel? did the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> I've heard about her. I want to go. Uh, the Grinberg method. The Grinberg method. Um, but I, I don't know if I feel like it's not no longer in LA. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it, what what was the intention? It, a lot. The modality is about that. Uh, is about sort of breathing number one but because we um aren't often we're carrying our past uh, and our trauma in our bodies okay and to release that and and in the hopes of being completely present um did it did it work yes wow yes it was it's something that was uh very effective wow but it's hard for me to recommend it because it was so unpleasant (laughs) physically and emotionally (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, not to bring you back to that unpleasant place, but no. I look. I, what was mainly unpleasant was the past that I was running away from and not dealing with. So, it's a lot of man in the mirror stuff, which is just—it's the hardest work and the most rewarding work. You just listed off numerous things 
it sounds like you've done a lot of work on getting to the root of yourself. Yes. Which is very unpleasant. I have discovered just go, just through therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too. Yeah. It's that. really sometimes not fun. Yeah. And then I had hoped that once I had maybe addressed it once, I'd be done with it. Uh-huh. I, I would get disappointed <laughs> because I wanted to be healed sure. so that we could move on. You guys, it's enough. Like <laughs> Enough already. Right. Um, but yeah, those types of lessons where it's like, oh, no, this is a practice. Uh, yeah. OK. Did you see her regularly or it was like a one time thing? Or? Oh, it's never a one, never a one time thing. <laughs> um, Rahel, believe it or not, it was. Uh, uh, you you could do individual sessions, okay, um, and I did those along with. Um, uh, essentially, it was uh, for I think it was a crazy amount of weeks. It was three hours a week, um, at least thirty hours of a class. Basically, Whoa. that was three hours every like Wednesday night, and you would work on it. We would work on a subject every every wow. week. It was intense. Do you find uh, has that contributed to your self care, or has it been more str- like there's a fine line of like, yeah, what makes you feel good and what actually can make you feel worse, but also they kind of run together, they bleed together. Yeah, no, it does. But I probably part of the, it's just something it was, no, I mean, it was good and it was, it ultimately again was great. And and the things that came out of it were like, oh, I realized that like, like when, (laughs) when I get upset or nervous, my left shoulder goes up. It's, it's being so conscious of stuff like in my body and of like, like, you know, uh, the times that I like clench my butt and butthole, like stuff like that, where I'm like not even knowing I'm doing it. I just right. would treat my body um, as just sort of, I guess, an op like uh, a vehicle for my head. I'd run into things. It's just, it was just stuff that I, I used to be very just, and I still struggle with just being sort of head based and not being, you know, in my body. So mm-hmm. it really helped me. Um, and I think if I did it now, it wouldn't be as hard, but it's cause mm. I needed it that much. Yeah. I mean, truly she was like, you're not breathing. And I would be like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like a, like a, a will thing that I was going through, you know, and it's just something that I had to go through to get to where I am. So what is a, an ongoing thing that you are doing? Self-care-wise. Uh, let's see. Ongoing therapy, for sure. Um, I have... Uh, I Heidi Rose Ramans is very much in my life. We've both gone to her. Yes. Kate more than, than I. I, love, yes. I Heidi is... Heidi is an astrologer, for those who yes. are not familiar. Yes, mm-hmm. which is immediately your, your red flag might go up. Absolutely. Because that sounds ridiculous. And then all you have to do is listen to Heidi's podcast, The Radiance Project, mm-hmm. and you will realize she is an angel who walks among us, who's helped me so much yeah. in my life. Yeah, she's amazing. I started seeing her, I'm 37 now, I started seeing her when I was 30 at a time wow. when I felt um, like I, I, I was not feeling great about my work. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling um, strong in my relationships. Um, and uh, I think just my sense of self was wanting at the time. And I think she really has been integral to me getting to the root of it and getting and just actionable ways and hope and love uh, of kind of 
making me understand through astrology, through my signs, through the hand that I was given, Mm -hmm. um, compassion for myself and for others. Um, and she was the one actually who got me into the Grinberg method. Heidi's so. like a gateway drug yeah, for all other really sorts is. of interesting self-care routine. Yeah. yeah. For, for people who have not visited an astrologer before, who might not be familiar with astrology beyond maybe like reading Susan Miller, uh-huh. what would you say, um, like how would you say astrology helps you in a way that, or it makes you think about kind of your life in a way that say therapy doesn't? Um, I would say that it's hand in hand with therapy, uh, for me, but, um, for astrology, uh, we all kind of know about our sun signs mm-hmm. and that's just like the day we were born. Right. And with Heidi, she works off of, uh, your natal chart. Um, and, and there's, you can, you can deep dive and there's advanced stuff. But what I understand is you what I call the three main signs. Um, she probably has a better term for them. Three um, works. Like three that. works, right? So your moon, uh, and so you get your moon, sun, and rising or ascendant. And your moon is like your your past, your first family, your mother. Your sun sign is your personality, how you enter in a room. And your rising or ascendant is your, your mission in life. It's mm-hmm. what you're reaching towards. And um, I feel like those three signs... Uh, like in combination is, is who you are. Um, and for me, it was a leaning into those signs and accepting mm. the higher callings and the lower callings for a Taurus. You can relate. Yep. Uh, higher <laughs> calling is, you know, um, a love of beauty, um, a, uh, there's a strength, the lower calling is there's a stubbornness to it, a sort of fixed uh, thought point. Mm-hmm. But the phrase for Taurus is the onward rush of the bull of God. So when you can't move a bull when it doesn't want to move, but when it decides to go, you cannot stop it. Mm-hmm. So there's in every sign, there's that. And for right. me, I'm a Gemini rising. Um, that's about communication. That's about fusing uh, opposites and uh, bridging people networking, it's talking, it's technology, it's brothers and sisters. Um, and when I, when I do things in that realm, I know I'm, I, it feels right. Yeah. And it gives me like sort of the backup that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, and that's comforting. I love that. Yeah. You can also, for anyone listening, I believe you can, if you enter in your, date of birth. I mean, you, you might be able to go, like find out via a free app. What yes. Your- Cafe Astrology does free natal charts. And all you have to know is your place of birth, your time of birth, and of course the day. And you'll get, you'll get a full rundown and it'll go even, it'll go deeper into like just where there's houses and there's like all yeah. these degrees and yeah, trines and conversations and yeah. So, but it's, it's a, I just think, I think women, especially here comes a general statement. Um, <laughs> Love it. like <laughs> Let's uh, hear it. somebody said this and I, I, for women, I think, uh, and it resonated with me is just the belief that maybe like something cosmic or the stars are taking care of you or have you in mind. I think there's a feeling of that. That's a good feeling. And that's how I feel about astrology. It's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really comforting. Oh, it makes me feel good. 
there's like a sense of being held of being held, held. yes yeah. held yeah held by the stars too that's nice yeah touch. yeah <laughs> or the, oh, sorry like just that something knows you almost like on another totally. level right oh. well and i think there's also i think there's something almost comforting in the surrender to it yes yeah i think so too like yeah. that's the part of like um that the the higher and lower callings like okay i i'm i'm like this but i can try to i know what the antidote is yes you know and and they're for me like a taurus um I, it's great for me to reach out to the opposite my opposite sign which is a scorpio taurus sometimes wants to keep it up here wants to keep it real like we don't need a we don't need to like kind of surface and like mm-hmm. we have to talk about Scorpio says we're talking about it right. we're wrestling with it we wrestle so that we can see the light um but yeah it's the great you go deep with mm-hmm. a Scorpio and that that's but that sometimes that's the antidote that's the remedy yeah. sometimes for what ails me too so it, it helps with there's some just strategy and formula to it so if you're analytical yeah, <laughs> like yeah. there's something there for you too like and I think with therapy and with all like self-care it's like you're just looking for ways to to make things okay or to change yeah. your situation because you're frustrated and it just it's like strategy like in my mind you know have you have you ever had the situation where you've gone to therapy for one thing and then it turned out it really what was bubbling up with something completely different have you ever had any of those kind of discoveries I mean I think I remember not necessarily in therapy but that does happen it's like oh why do I, I think this is why I have a feeling here's an example I was part of the Lao uh like two years ago or maybe three years ago, I was invited to the Lao Rider Summit. And when I, w- when I was asked to do it, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. What do they want from me? I was holding all this baggage of mm-hmm. like, of, uh, you know, my past and what the community, I'd never, I always felt outside of the community. When I got there, I found myself amongst people who understood, who were creatives. And I really felt like, oh, wow, there are people like me. And it was really exciting. And then I was invited again to the following summit in San Diego, like even an even better experience. I knew more people, um, uh, deeper bonds and got to meet new people. And then this past year in Seattle was not asked. And I got butt hurt about it. I got, I got real like yeah. I was really upset about it, and I was like, "Do who do I should I?" I reached out to um, somebody I consider like an older sister, and I and who's involved with like very much involved with like like organization in Lao American community as a whole. And I was like, "Look, what's up with that? Like, why wouldn't they even like ask me for money because I've donated before? <laughs> like, I was like, I was just in the New York Times. I mean, what's up?" <laughs> Like yeah. all, of, all of this like ego stuff. And then she sort of explained to me like the organization was tough. It was le- like right hand, not talking to the left hand and, and please don't take this personally. And while she was talking about it, I just realized like, oh, why I'm upset is that I felt like I was on the outside again. Mm. And that's really what was driving the sort of like petty ego driven, yeah. like hurt um, feeling. And then once I realized that what that was and it wasn't how dare they anymore. Right. right? right. Like how? Oh, my. Don't they know? Like <laughs> I um, you know, like, don't they know who I am. <laughs> like, uh, then I was like, oh, 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 it's because I just I, I thought 
and it, it's not even what that really what it is it wasn't personal yeah. it's just like they it just wasn't and then I was like oh, okay I got this and then all of a sudden like everything kind of became crystal clear and it was like oh I should just that's really okay and right. and it's like the things that I want to do with that community I can do them without you know being asked to the party if you will like and so I did I've started sort of a, a group in LA called Los Angeles that kind oh, of cool. yeah like a, good pun. thanks <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> I'm really really proud of it <laughs> the work is important but thank the pun. you I mean it starts with the pun and then we work from there <laughs> but what does the what does the organization do? Um, yeah, well, right now it's it's it started sort of as a, sort of a, um, started as a mentee group. Really, it was um, some younger Lao Americans who are interested in being in an entertainment. And when I came out here, there there was no other Lao to be seen, <laughs> um, um, much less many minorities in the circles that I, I ran through. So, um, just for the most part, it there's the it was its goals and um uh, creative writing but a lot of it is just like big sister stuff of like i've been in this town for almost 20 years i spent most of my adult life here in la so i can offer um a lot of a lot of guidance when it comes to that um and and then it grew to like expanding it uh via a facebook group and now today there's there's like 55 members and that's oh, cool. Los Angeles and Orange County it keeps growing and I'm uh, and then it became sort of like oh let's come together and like let's let's build a community here that didn't exist before of Lao Americans and let's try to boost everybody's signals um, a little bit because there's people who are small business owners there's people who are in entertainment there's people um, who are academics that are out here let's do things together let's let's um, let's let's support uh, a traveling chef uh, who has a cookbook James Sayaboot let's go you know let's volunteer let's hike stuff like this but then my next level that I'm working on now is to make it a not-for-profit wow and I'm looking at I, this is opening my uh, today was my day of like just doing a bunch of research and trying to put together a business plan everything costs money guys I, 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 I didn't know that but my goal with that is and I'm still formulating it is to uh, make it a uh, an advocacy group for for the advancement of Lao Americans in media and entertainment um, because we're always going to be a minority of a minority, but if you're loud, Kate, Another enough, <laughs> enough, you can find yourself uh, a seat at the table. Um, and so, so that's, that's sort of, I want more Lao Americans to be behind and in front of the camera. I want to boost other Lao American, uh, uh, associations and um, what Lao American individuals are doing. Um, there, there's a cultural thing that happens for us because everyone comes from refugees, war mm -hmm. refugees. There's a lot of distrust uh, because uh, there was a secret war uh, that coincided with the Vietnam War. And a lot of us here are here because of amnesty and um, uh, Laos is the most heavily bombed country uh, in the entire world. 
And it, it was a secret war. It's not a secret anymore, but most Americans don't know about it. And during the war, a lot of neighbors had to turn against neighbors. So mm. a lot of the problems that existed in the country of Laos reformed again in the refugee camps. But you were in a t- tighter quarters. It was, uh, it was a time of violence and uncertainty. And those are our parents. And yeah. that trauma yeah. is in our DNA. And so sometimes it's hard to organize. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and and what that equals sometimes is um, lack of cohesiveness mm-hmm. um, as a community, and certainly uh, there's not many m- many of our stories uh, in in sort of the landscape of uh, Asian American identity. So I tr- I'm gonna I want to try to do something here. <laughs> That's amazing, and I listening to you talk, and I I'm probably projecting my own insecurities, but I feel like it takes so much courage to like stand up and be like, well, this doesn't exist. I'm going to make this. Yeah. And I'm going to create this space and bring forth these people and use all my, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, it's pretty Gemini, isn't it? Yeah. God, it <laughs> is. <laughs> is. It really is. And I'm that's, a little Aquarian. That's I don't know if you have any of that in you. I don't, don't. but yeah. yeah, I love, I'm aware Howard's in Aquarius. I, I have friends who are Aquarius. And it's like feeding, you know, feeding the water to, isn't it bearing the cup for man or something like that? Yes, it's like pouring forth yes. the water, but it's all about connecting, you know, yeah. connecting and communicating. Yeah. I mean, it, it occurs to me in your work with this community and like even as a showrunner and a director like so much of what you do is kind of giving yourself to other people and so how do you make sure to kind of take the time you need for yourself yeah I um well I as as gregarious uh, and ebullient as I can be I do have to recharge my battery I spend time I like my alone alone time I love being an individual within a group I thrive in these types of situations I believe uh, that you know it's, it's important to create an environment where <coughs> everyone's best can come through mm-hmm. um and people feel valued and and i think that's when we create the best things together yeah. um i like being in a position to guide that um and direct that um but yeah i mean i you know i I definitely um, have my comforts. I love a massage. If I do soothe, it's going to be probably two hours. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids yet, so I have that luxury. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have to exercise a lot mm-hmm. um, for my my mind, yeah. for my mental. What do you um, like to do exercise-wise? Kickboxing. I like kickboxing a lot. I like hiking. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be more in, in nature because I feel better when I'm around yeah. trees and not just in front of a screen. Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be good for your mind to like see a different landscape. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that that Japanese forest bathing. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to just like... Just walk through yeah. the woods. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, stuff like, so I like being with my friends. I mm-hmm. love like, I love entertaining. I like cooking and, bring, you know, so I make sure to have that stuff um, to just balance me out. Yeah. Some days I, you know, when I was in production or, or when I'm in the midst of origin story, um, I didn't, I wasn't very successful yeah. at that, but um, I know that's what I need to do. 
You can also, when you get really depleted, you know, you, there are times when you're, you sound like someone who works really, really hard at what they're passionate about and you can deplete, deplete. And then when that's done, you can take some time to kind of build up your reserves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like pile it back up and then you go to go give them hell on the next thing. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a picture of the, the bowl again. It's like, I gotta sit, you know, chew on some cut, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and then when it's time to go, it's time to go, yeah. you know? And the truth is I am a beast of burden. I'm not like there were, uh, there are some peers who have, um, you know, uh, they've, they've just, they're, at least from the outside, their career trajectory seems to just be like, pew, where I'm sort of a steady, you know, bison, like, an oxen, like, and that's fine. Like, you know, I'm steady, I'm hardworking. I just put, you know, like that's not that they're not hardworking, but like, just again, I'm a cow. <laughs> tell you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that you are a you have many steps in your skincare routine. Yes. Is that soothe? <laughs> is, is that process soothing to you? Like it's self care. It is right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally. It totally is me. Like it's this, like I'm doing this for me. Um, you know, yeah. Do I need to cleanse that much? I, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do. Do I need to moisturize that much? Yes. I mean, your skin is very dewy from over. Thank here. you. Thank very you. It's dewy. sweat. I'm sweating. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs skincare products when you could just sweat? I'm sweating. <laughs> um, what are some of the skincare products you use? Uh, a lot of it is Korean. Um, although recently I started using some products from the Ice uh, Skin S K Y N, which is from Iceland. Uh, it's oh. woman. It's a uh, women owned. Um, they're known for their eye patches. Uh, Ooh, I don't know this. <laughs> a woman-owned Icelandic company sounds yes. very cool. Uh, I am using, uh, there's a brightening eye serum. That's nice. And then um, a cooling um, moisturizer for Ooh. stressed out skin. Ooh, I like a cooling. Yes. Yeah, that sounds great. Yes, but I go to Soko Glam and I do the whole 10 steps. And sometimes, again, sometimes I don't do the whole 10 steps, but it's you know, a lot. it's a lot. But That's when lot I do them, yeah, that is great. a lot of steps. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot like of products. One step is, a, is also a fine routine. Zero steps is also okay <laughs> when you need it to be. Totally. But, but try not to do that very often, though. No. <laughs> try not. Try at least one or two. Yeah. Can I it's ask? Hard. What lipstick you're wearing? Yes, I am wearing. Um, uh, let's see, Bite is the name of mm -hmm. the brand. They have great pigments. It's this, gorgeous. Thank yeah, you. I believe this one's called Molasses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sound like I'm a, a judge on Great British Bake <laughs> and I just took a bite of something. <laughs> it's really beautiful. <laughs> really nice. I had to ask. It's a natural yeah. color, but it also like yeah. pops. Yeah, it's just great. It's a totally great sponge. Um, before. We wrap up. I wanted to just ask about the experience of working in entertainment and how sure. you kind of manage the highs and lows, because I think they both exist. I'm sure you've experienced them. Yeah. What are some of your coping mechanisms for kind of dealing with the stresses of working in TV? Man, um, there's a lot of ways to address that. I think all of... Mm, Wow. Uh, 
I think, well, I can speak to when I became a showrunner, all of the problems or angst or stresses I had for the most part were, were issues that I had outside of the industry. Mm. Um, I remember there was a time when I was just like, really, like I thought everyone, like I, I acted as if someone was going to take it away from me. That they were going to take the show away from me that they were, you know, like, did you feel like you had imposter syndrome? Like, was it imposter syndrome? (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. That's something I deal with, you know, self-worth, you know? Um, and then when I, after misbehaving some way, somehow I'm sure, or, or treating people when, if you can imagine if you thought that way and when in reality, Everybody actually is wants you to do. They're counting on you to do a great job. Yeah. They're wanting you to do a great job. They're giving you the opportunity. So many people to give you a good job. Okay, so if that's the reality, and if that, if I am acting like you're trying to take <laughs> it away yeah. from me, and they're, they're, that's what's what's kind of writing like how simply violent that could be <laughs> like just yeah. how like oh that's not great that's not a great way and and when I made the shift and realized oh that's just th- my fears yeah. that's my insecurities um manifesting um itself I- into being a little shithead sometimes <laughs> like, <laughs> like and so I can probably think of things like that I mean uh, my problem uh with like uh, just an ongoing with my appearance as an actor. Mm-hmm. If I, if I felt, um, growing up that I wasn't, you know, pretty enough or that my weight was a problem, um, that only gets, uh, magnified, yeah. um, as an actor, if that is one of my insecurities and it certainly was. Um, and there've been times that's just been a ride for me. Um, because uh, I'll look back at old photos um, and go, wow, I, I, look, I, I looked great, but I know at this moment in time, I hated how I looked. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't happy with my weight. Like, it's just so, I mean, that's been in terms of like self-care, love of just being like, you know, like trying to find a way. And in this industry, it can be really tough yeah. in terms of appearances. Um, so that's that. I mean, I, but yeah, so I, I just feel like if you're insecure, like it can just completely just really blow up yeah. if you, if you're not, if, if you're not aware right. of what you're doing. And so oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> love talking to you (laughs) really it's really it's really empowering because like you're you are on your bullshit it feels like yeah like you like every because everybody has bullshit but Mm -hmm. either we are like i often selectively like put it in its own compartment but it feels like you are not confronting yeah you're not afraid of looking at yourself yeah like the most beautiful parts and then the you know the gnarlier stuff the tougher stuff yeah i because ha- i think i used to always want to control everything Doris. yeah <laughs> yeah i want to just like it just and and even if it's like you know i used to think i was like um a monster <laughs> and so even if i'm like i'm protecting you 
that's like, that's ego. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm protecting you from me. So I'm not like giving you me or any intimacy. I'm just like always like checking in. Well, also is because I, I grew up in a really rough, uh, household. Mm. So in my, as I was growing up, I'm always checking if mom's okay, if dad's okay, are they fighting? Are, am I going to get in trouble? And I'm always trying to like check the, the temperature or try to manipulate. So I'm not in trouble or I'm not hit or all right. that. So if that is like my wiring, you know, that can, yeah. you know, cut That's to baseline. Yeah. Cut to being it growing, you know, managing at UCB and then also doing that type of behavior and not showing people exactly who I am because I'm not sure if I like who I am or I don't know who I am, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I, I can't, I can't, it's none of my business what anyone else thinks of me or, or I can't control your brains. Of course, look, I want to so bad, <laughs> but I, I can't. Like, and it's, a, and, and I have to give that up just to have energy to do other things, yeah. you know, so I can control what I do. I can handle this side. Sometimes I indulge myself a little too much, <laughs> like, but I recognize when I mess up or, you know, otherwise I can not going to grow forward. Yeah. I, I grow forward. Who talks like that? <laughs> we do. That makes sense. Grow forward. Grow forward. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm talking um, too much. <laughs> if anyone who's listening wanted to find out more about Los Angeles, where are their Facebook group? How would they contact you or where would they find more info? Um, I think you can reach out to me directly right now. It's sort of just a secret group as we sort of build the community. Um, my requirements are is that you're from, uh, you have Lao heritage and you live in LA in the Orange County. But pretty soon I, as I figure out this paperwork, <laughs> figure out these 501c situation, uh, trademarking is something, wow, guys, lots of classes. Um, then that'll be more of a public thing. Um, and uh, it'll be, I'll try to make a big splash. So I think everybody will know, know about it. But uh, until then, at Cool Up on Twitter, at I am Cool Up on Instagram. Awesome. Great. Cool well, thanks so Thank much you. for coming on. My pleasure. Such a pleasure to talk to you. Well, this is awesome. You guys. Yeah. Yay. All right. That was amazing. I feel like I need to go like go to Heidi Rose like now. I mean, you know my feeling about Heidi Rose Robbins. She's she's a very amazing. important person in my life. But I I think getting in touch with your astrological sign is and your rising and your moon. Yes. Which is, you know, should be you should be able to do just by hopping on the internet is a good place to start. I agree. So Kate, last week your intention was to clean out your car and make that a peaceful space. Mm -hmm. How is that going? You want to know how it kind of worked out for me? Yeah. Maybe this is one of those the universe provides moments. Oh my God. The transmission in my car completely broke and has to be replaced. No. Oh yeah. So <gasps> my car is at the dealer. Oh my gosh. And I'm renting a car. So it's very clean. <gasps> Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, I was given a... I was, didn't you even, got a loaner. I, and I literally dropped my car off and it's so disgusting. I was apologizing. And as I took the car seats out of the back of the car, crumbs were falling all over the, the dealership. I'm it sure was, they've seen everything. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm currently driving a Honda Accord and it is so nice. Oh, great. Yeah, it's a great car. Great. I don't have one in my other, my real life, right. but in this pretend life I'm living, I have a clean Honda Accord That's for hilarious. a week. It worked out. Amazing. 
Um, How's your road rage situation? So I haven't been driving that much, but I'm really trying to just take a beat. Thumbs up. That's good. That's what I'm just trying to do. I'm trying to just take a beat and be like, it's not the end of the world if you get cut off. In any situation, that's valuable to take a breath, to pause. Yes. And that's one of the, that's one of the things that in general, I have the hardest time doing. My instinct is to go from like zero to 60, which is not good. I get it. I get it. What are you going to work on this week? So kind of similar to your car situation, my bag is a nightmare. Like the bag I take to work, which you know, at any given time has like my laptop, my, like it just, it has so much stuff in it. It's so, I I can never find anything to the point where in fact, you and I were on the phone and I had just, this was like last week, I was picking up medication at the fertility pharmacy Oh yeah, and the parking structure there, it's like half valet, like you tandem park and you have to give your keys to the attendant. And he had me tandem park and I was like, do you need my keys? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like reaching my bag. I can't find my keys. I'm like, I know they're in here. And I'm, and then I like, I'm like, hold on. I put you on mute. And then <laughs> I put my bag down and I'm like digging around in my bag. And he's sort of looking at me with this like semi amused expression on his face. And after like literally two minutes, like the longest two minutes of me digging around in my bag, he's like, it's okay. <laughs> oh, you didn't even find your keys. He no, just I didn't find my keys. passed you off. Because my car opens automatically, like if you're in the vicinity of it. Oh. Um, so like a lot of times I just like have my keys with me, but I am not using them. But then when I leave, I have to lock the car. Got it. So I'm just like, I need to do something about this. And I don't know if it means like carrying a backpack or just something. Bags are like jeans in which I'm always searching for the perfect one that's going to keep me organized. And I cannot find a good organizational bag. And I started putting stuff in pouches. Totally. Because I was like, that will help. So like I have this pouch of like lipsticks and chapstick and stuff, which like sort of helps for that <laughs> but you you need like 50 pouches i need like a thousand pouches so i i want to take this week and like figure that shit out i would love also recommendations for an organized bag yes me with, too with pockets and like a key hook and totally. or should we make one yeah should we start a business yes no no that seems like too much work <laughs> um what is your intention this week kate um i have so many things i need to work on in my life I, I would like to, um, I mean, this is kind of the same old, same old, but the decluttering of yeah. my space, I will say for anyone who has children, um, I want to just express my solidarity in the numerous sheets of art and worksheets and school stuff come home and your kids are devastated if you throw any of it out. Oh God. So yeah. So I, I often throw stuff away like in secret, but you're you're not supposed to throw like you know like my daughter came home with a worksheet for a Valentine's Day themed like coloring worksheet from her little like morning care program before school. Yeah, it's a pretty low stakes thing to bring home. It's not a project. It's not a masterpiece. But she was still cling like I still couldn't throw it out. Oh my god! So there's just a lot of buildup of sheets of 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 scribbled on pieces of paper. Like there's just all this stuff. Yeah. 
and I have piles of it. I have buckets of my kids' artwork that I'm going to save and file away and you know, and then there's schoolwork that you want to remember and cards they make you and it's all wonderful things. They're all amazing treasures, but it starts to just overwhelm. Right. And so you need a system and I don't have one. Yeah. I just have piles. Yeah. I have piles all over America at this point. So I don't know if anyone has any advice on how I know there are apps where you can photograph your kids artwork, but I also am a, um, a person who likes to hoard by nature. Yeah, me too. And all my, a lot of my kids stuff is very sentimental. So yeah, I don't know. This is not really an intention, but just to start to kind of pick up at least one pile. At least one. I'm just going to do one. I like that. Start low. That is a manageable intention. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Well, I think that just about wraps things up for today. Well, Dory, this was very, very informative. Oh, thank you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the time and space to talk about my passions. (laughs) All right. Bye. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Please leave us Apple Podcast reviews. It really helps people find the show. And definitely tune in next week. We talk to Priyanka Matu, who's a comedy writer and director here in Los Angeles. And she gives us the lowdown on her experience with postpartum depression and how that led to her own self-care routines. She talks about facials. Her experience leaving being an agent and changing careers. And her extremely minimalist skincare and makeup routine. It includes a light zapper. You're going to want to hear about this.